Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I want to bring in Congresswoman Gabbard. Congresswoman Gabbard, you took issue with Senator Harris confronting Vice President Biden at the last debate. You called it a quote false accusation that Joe Biden is a racist. What's your response? I want to bring the conversation back to the broken criminal justice system that is disproportionately negatively impacting black and brown people all across this country today. Now, Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but She put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. Thank you, Congresswoman. Uh, Senator Harris, your response? As the elected Attorney General of California, I did the work of significantly reforming the criminal justice system of a state of 40 million people, which became a national model for the work that needs to be done. And I am proud of that work. And I am proud of making a decision to not just give fancy speeches or be in a legislative body and give speeches on the floor, but actually doing the work of being in the position to use the power that I had to reform a system that is badly in need of reform. That is why we created initiatives that were about reentering former offenders and getting them counseling. It is why, and because I know that criminal justice system is so broken, that I am an advocate for what we need to do to not only decriminalize, but legalize marijuana in the United States. I want to bring uh, Congresswoman uh, Gabbard back in. Your response? The bottom line is, Senator Harris, when you were in a position to make a difference and an impact in these people's lives, You did not, and worse yet, in the case of those who were on death row, innocent people, you actually blocked evidence from being revealed that would have freed them until you were forced to do so. There is no excuse for that, and the people who suffered under your reign as prosecutor, you owe them an apology. Senator Harris. (laughs) People, what's going on? That's not shots fired. That's photon torpedoes. What's going on inside your cast at the Benga Roma in the streets of Los Angeles down here by Santa Monica near the pier, but I want to get too close because they get too loud. So, people, how y'all doing out there? I hope y'all have been checking out the debates because, as you see, the show is entitled The Democratic Debate. Welcome to the Roman Coliseum. Thus far, Tulsi Gabbard, Representative Tulsi Gabbard from Hawaii. I'm not sure which district um, she is uh, represents out there, but she has been bringing the mission. And that was an exchange between her and uh, U.S. Senator uh, Kamala Harris. I'm glad I finally got the pronunciation correct at the last debate. And it was interesting because, Joe, I believe Kamala Harris was in uh, conversation with uh, Joe Biden, former vice president, when 
they address Tulsi Gabbard in reference to the crime conversation that uh, Kamala Harris and Biden was having. And that's when she made that statement that she pointed out in reference to keeping the people in jail, um, suppressing evidence that may free a, a gentleman who's on death row. He's been on death row for about seven years now. The new governor of California, I believe it's Governor Newman, if I recall correctly, has ordered that the DNA test be given and then to see if this guy can be exonerated by the results. It, 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 she, and then in reference to what she has, uh, Representative Tulsi had talked about, and she wanted to get the free labor from uh, Kamala Harris, wanted to keep the people in jail to get the free labor. What she was talking about is during, the, during these uh, massive fires that California experiences, she figured that we can, uh, the state could just use the imprisoned as additional labor. You know, to help out with the fi- help to fight the fires. I'm not. Sure, I don't know what capacity. I haven't really been following that. And it was surprising to hear it because I heard rumors about that from quite a few people. But to hear it articulated uh, in that flow was really surprising. But when I did a little bit of research, that was the case. I believe it was on the Hill or on CNN when they went into deeper into that comment. When they went deeper into the comment, and she had wanted to use some convicts or prisoners to go help out the firefighters during the fire. The fire, you know, that was raving the last couple months here in California. And there was one more point that escapes me at this moment. Ah, yes, when she when she did, when she was, uh, Kamala Harris was asked about did she smoke weed in college, and she laughed about it and joked about it and said, yes, she smoked weed in college. And then she continued on, and I'm surprised Tulsi Gabbard didn't bring it up. She continued on, this is Kamala Harris, that because she's, you know, half Jamaican, you know, Jamaicans smoke weed. I was like, wow. In fact, her father, Kamala House's dad, was upset about that comment. And thus far, you know, that was actually the most poignant exchange of this entire debate because it seems this debate thus far has been, I'm saying thus far quite often, it seems this debate has been nothing but mudslinging, back and forth, arguing back and forth. There's, the only person really talking about foreign policy has been Tulsi Gabbard, probably because she's still in the military as a major, if I recall correctly. There's been no policy about, I believe, on um, Andrew Yang has talked about it, and Miriam Wilson has talked about it with reference to racism. Andrew Yang was talking about the economy, saying that a lot of the jobs uh, that exist right now will not exist in 10 years. That was very uh, poignant in, it, in itself. Now, there's been no conversation from... Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Senator Booker, and the other individuals on the stage in reference to, again, the people want to know how they're going to keep the roof over their head, how they're going to put food on their table, how they're going to be able to make the rent. You have this homeless crisis that's sweeping the nation, especially down here in California, what have you. Uh, Jobs are becoming scarce. Homelessness is increasing. You have this trade war going on with China. People want want to know how can they pay their bills? How can they make their rent? No one has talked about that. What are you going to do about employment? What are you going to do about unemployment? What are you going to do about unemployment in the neighborhoods that are where where it's, it's at an all it's at an all time high? Yes, 186,000 jobs that were posted were created last summer, uh, last summer, uh, last week, as reported uh, from uh, Washington, which is, I believe, a new record, if I recall correctly. Yet, for the most part, when you watch the debates, it seems like people are just attacking each other, are attacking each other. In fact, it, the debate seems to be about I'm the better person that has the tools to take down Donald Trump. I'm the person that can beat Donald Trump. I can beat Donald Trump. It, it, well, okay, you can beat Donald Trump, and then we're replacing President Trump with what? There's no policy. 
you know, I want to upload the clip of Kamala Harris talking about, you know, in reference to Tulsi Gabbard that, you know, because Tulsi admits that she's an underdog campaign, which is sad because when it comes to the third debate taking place in September, thus far eight, there goes the thus far again, right? So far, eight Democrats have have, uh, qualified for that debate. I believe Andrew Yang made the cut. Hopefully, Tulsi Gabbard will make it, but people think it looked dim, and which is really sad because the, DN- the DNC sent these rules, and it seems like they have not learned. It seems like they still want to manipulate the whole strategy, the whole platform, so that they can get their top dogs, you know, to go, you know, to make it all the way through to go against Trump or what have you. And I believe my gut is that they want Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, and I think it's a debate between Kamala Harris and. Uh, Senator Cory Booker. It's interesting how all these people run for senator. The next thing you know, they're running for president, as though they're using it as a stepping stone, right? So it's really sad. You know, what? actually what's really sad is that comment that Senator, Joe, uh, Senator Cory Booker made to Joe Biden, you know, you're all in the Kool-Aid and don't know the flavor. Oh, my God. Me and my friends were watching that, and we were like, that is so that is so old. That is so old. It's not even, that is so old. It's not even funny. We just groaned and said, you got to be kidding me. Really, Senator? You're going to go on that route? You know, I'm waiting for somebody to bring up the fact that when Facebook invested $100 million in New Jersey, when Senator Cory Booker was mayor, that that money went to waste. There was nothing to show for it. There were investigations left and right, and that money went to waste. Education did not improve improve in that city when he was mayor. Also, Cory doesn't really seem to put forth any plan of his own. In fact, the person... The who seemed to put forth a plan was again Mary Miriam Wilson Williamson, Andrew Yang, who's an entrepreneur, so he understands job creation, Tulsi. She's talking about foreign policy. But everybody else, it just seems like the Roman Coliseum. Who can outdo who? You know, they come with the, the not, and we won't even get to the to the, the moderators. We'll talk about them in a moment. But the the candidates come out there with their pre written speeches and they answer pre written questions. And the questions that are asked it's interesting, like when they had the black guy on the second night, I can't remember his name, I don't know if it was Don Lemon or whatever, I was asking myself, why is he the one designated to ask the questions about race? I, 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 that, made very, that, that was very interesting. And in the questions they're asking, okay, uh, who's going to criminalize uh, immigration? Okay, who, if, you call those questions? It, oh, my God. It was a travesty of justice. I'm sure the Republicans were sitting back saying, let them kill each other, and then we'll come in for the, you know, we'll come in and just, you know, and come in for the kill. In reference to, we'll just take everything because right now this is what's going to happen. If you look at history of American politics, the party that takes the White House, well, the opposing party takes the Congress. It's always been like that for the most part, going back to I believe 1970 or what have you, when President Obama got elected as a Democrat. And he took power. He had both the House and the Senate. The House was more by coalition, you know, Congress reference, by coalition. When he ran for re-election, he had the Senate, but he didn't have the Congress. Why? Because the Republicans came out in mass. Now, you see what's happening now with President Trump, and I'm going to do a show on him somewhere down the road. My big fan? No. But I believe where people just, for example, AOC is too busy saying, Trump's a racist. Everybody's like Trump's a racist. Blah blah blah. This that this that. As though he's a, as though racism is going to started and ended with him. 
you know. You know, my racism experiences and bigotry experiences out here in Los Angeles haven't especially come from the Anglos, right? It's come from the Latinos out here, which is very interesting. And I think that's a conversation we need to have because when people talk about people of color, there's a hierarchy within that stratagem of people of color. And on top of that, when you say people of color, you're assuming that everybody within that group has had the same experiences with racism, bigotry, uh, oppression, or what have you, and that's just not true. Now, again, I'm going to do a show on that probably sometime next week. We'll see how everything comes together. But as it comes forth right now, it's just that the Democrats, what exactly is the plan of these people on the stage? What exactly do they plan on accomplishing for the American people? Where is the, this is why you should vote for me. I like what Andrew Yang said when he talked about this debate have turned into reality TV and we're in a reality culture, and that's the reason why a reality celebrity got elected president of the United States. And he got a, 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 an applause that went on for quite a few minutes there. You know, almost I thought it was a standing ovation. So the thing is, what they're just up there stabbing, they're just going at each other. Like, literally. It's like more personal attacks, right? And it seemed like everybody wants to go against Joe Biden, right? Now, of course, Joe Cory Booker came with that nice line saying, you can't, you know, um, cite Obama when it suits you, and then don't cite it when it doesn't suit you. And people give an applause, what have you. But the funny thing is, among Black Americans, uh, Joe Biden, he's very, very popular, right? People will say he might be the candidate to be. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out as the nominee, and he makes Tulsi Gabbard his vice president. I wouldn't be surprised. He might. Do it with Elizabeth Warren, but her policies as U.S. Senator of Massachusetts, I don't think they're congruent with the policies that Joe Biden would do. Cory Booker, I just don't see it. Um, Kamala Harris, if they start talking about immigration, oh, my God, forget it. It's over. Because everybody forgets there was a case that took place in California, I believe, two years back when um, Kamala Harris was still attorney general. And this gentleman was deported to Mexico twice. When he came back, he stole a social security card, social security number, to get a job. And he was caught. Paid his way through law school, but he wasn't able to practice because, again, he was a legal, he was a legal immigrant with two deportations, what have you, even though he snuck back in. So instead of enforcing the law in that case, because he can't practice, he could, he could hire lawyers who, who were legally here because he can't do federal cases or anything like that. I actually got to look up to that, look into that situation and see has anything changed since I last uh, viewed it about a year and a half ago. But what happened is that Kamala Harris, instead of enforcing the laws of the state, I believe, if I recall correctly, she invited him to sit with her during the California State of the Union address. Now, somebody is going to bring that up. I wouldn't be surprised. Look, you know President Trump is just going to bring it out. He probably has people getting dirt on everybody right now. You know he'll bring it up, but somebody in the de- in the de- in the Democratic candidates right now needs to bring needs to bring that up, because it shouldn't be the talk of. You know, let me put like this. President Biden had a good comeback against uh, um, Secretary Castro, who I believe was the Secretary of HUD under President Obama, when Secretary Castro was talking about you know breaking up the families and you know criminalizing. Uh, um, uh, um, coming across the border illegally and, you know, these mass deportations. Did you say anything under President Obama? And Senator um, Biden said, you know, those conversations are between me and the president. 
not between me and you. And then Castro came back and said, well, you know, the deportations were so high, how can we say anything against it? And, you know, it's ironic because a lot of Latino groups are calling President Obama deporter-in-chief, like literally, because the, the deportation was so high. I think that's where the problem became with, with immigration, that it, it, he should have put a lot more resources into the judicial system so these folks could be processed quicker than deported, all right, or processed and then see if their claims are valid, what have you, and they can go to the next step. But he focused on enforcement as President Trump is focusing on enforcement. I think he deported 90,000 or what have you, but a lot of others. I'm going to do, you know, I did a show on immigration. Go check it out. I believe I did it two years ago. So actually, I think it's a two-party. I'll probably repost it somewhere and or redo a continuation because I get a lot of questions about that particular show. So anyways, so Senator Ca- uh, Secretary Castro asked Joe Biden, Vice President Joe Biden, about you know, what did you say in reference to the deportations? And Joe Biden came back and said to him, um, I don't recall you saying anything when you were Secretary of HUD. And the audience, you know, me and my friends in the audience, we were like, oh, oh, <laughs> that's a good one. We, you know, but, oh, my goodness. Okay, okay, we see what's up. Uh, before, I, before I continue on, uh, let me give um, – a shout out of of loss to the family and fans of Tori Morrison. I believe she passed away today. You know, a, a tragic loss, not just to people will say black culture, but American culture, liter you know, culture of literacy, what you know, what have you. She's well, she was a giant in in, in the field that she put her foot in. So I definitely want to say, you know, it was a tragic loss of her leaving us. Hopefully she'll rest in peace. She's up there with Tupac now. Oh, my God. She's up there with Tupac, Malcolm, and Lamumba, Zapata, what have you. Also, the people, hopefully people will carry on with, you know, what she spoke in reference to the culture, not just black culture, but literacy itself, what, what it can do for the people and elevate the people. So I just want to give that shout-out to uh, the, the passing of Ms. Tori Tony Morrison today. Now, let's come back to our groove here. As So, again, as you see, the show talks about where is the policy? Like, what are they waiting for? Kamala Harris, I, I just, I can't see her getting past the next, the next round. She hasn't put forward anything. She goes, she's gonna be the prosecuting president. Yeah, she wasn't. She kept a man on death row to the point who was saying that he didn't commit the crime. To the point that she had to. It took a court order. We we'll get to Senator Booker and his also. It took a court, a court order for her to allow a, a DNA test for this gentleman. Now, let's go to Cory Booker. He was talking about a couple of weeks ago, the last debate, I believe it was past debate actually, how when he came to, when he came, became mayor, you know, crime was rampant and he brought down crime and he, when he, he, he brought down crime in, 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 May, in, uh, in, in New Jersey and that it, it, it was a, a process that he worked with hard. It was a, it was an, uh, it was a, he worked very hard with the law enforcement, the legal uh, experts, and what have you. But one of the people brought the fact that oh no 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 let, let's not become disingenuous here. He was under he was actually sued by the ACLU if I recall if I recall because three years into his mayorship, nothing had really changed. It seemed like they felt he was dragging his feet. 
and they felt like he was just going to be continued, a continuation of the same old, same old, nothing will change. So if you go back to the debates, watch his reaction when he, when, he, when he talks about it. He's not exactly being truthful about what he's saying. And that's what's coming up with these debates here. It's like, what, what is their policy? What is it that you, the voter, or you that can't vote but is here as a permanent resident, whatever, what is it that you want to see? What is it you want to hear? Do you want to hear how you can make, make ends meet? Do you want to hear how you can make, make the rent? Do you want to hear how you can put food on the table? Do you want to hear what opportunities are for you? Do you want to hear how things are going to change? Right now they're saying in the polls that most Americans want to talk about climate change. These folks aren't even talking about that either. They're up there talking about the Green New Deal and then that died. It turned, it, 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 the Green New Deal turned to the Lead New Deal and it just, it just dropped to the bottom of the ocean. They're not talking about anything. They're just up there going back and forth. You know, it's, oh, my God. You know, I like what Miriam Williamson said when she said, I can't, I'm not sure what part of Detroit she lives in, Cross Point or what have you. She goes, I lived in Cross Point. Correct, excuse me, those who live there, if I'm pronouncing it wrong. And she says, I live there. And what, you know, what happened in Flint wouldn't happen there. She brought the issue of race. Now, it was very interesting when they, when identity politics came into it, uh, the first night with between uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris when it came to busing. But, you know, what are the issues that the people want to hear? I know people right now who are struggling. What can be done for student debt? That's a trillion plus dollars. What can be done for that? Yeah, people going to school, my goddaughter, for example, people going to school, coming out 50, 60, 70, 100 grand in debt, having to take a job paying $20,000 a year, and already they're $80,000 in the hole. What can be done for that? They want to talk about reparations. Oh, here's an idea for reparations. Why don't you take, why don't you create a fund at all these historically black colleges, you know, create a scholarship, what have you, and you attend those colleges, you get the scholarship. There you go. Some people are saying that every black person should get $250. Well, how do you determine who was a slave and who, who was a descendant of the enslaved and who wasn't? And on top of that, how do you define the enslaved? Because those in the West Indians can make a, can make a claim that we're here because the descendants of those who were here, some of them came from the West Indies. How about the Africans? The people that were taken from Africa were brought here. So the, the descendants of the people that are here are our ancestors who were taken. So that came up. But again, me and my friends are sitting there saying, when are they going to talk about the issues? And that's what I have a problem with these debates. And I'm wondering in September, is anything going to change? I don't, I'm not sure. I know, Senator, I know Senator, I believe, Kamala Harris, she placed in the next round. I believe Joe Biden, he, you know, Joe, oh, by the way, before, uh, before I forget to bring this up, after the first debate, when Joe Biden was just messed up big time, he lost one of his biggest donors. It, the name escapes me at this moment, but you can look it up. They, when they saw how he, he did so poorly during the debate, I think uh, Joe Biden, Vice President Joe Biden, I think he feels that the Obama year glow is still surrounding him like a halo. And I think he felt nobody was going to come after him. And when they did, and it wasn't just one person, but it was a lot of people. He was unnerved by that and didn't know how to answer. Now, it doesn't really help where in your second debate where you should be more comfortable, where you're saying, go see Joe Biden 30-30.
because it wasn't a real website. In fact, this kid went out there and reserved the domain <laughs> because it was available. So God knows how much traffic he got. But at the last debate, Joe Biden said, go out there and, and you know, go check out our website, Biden. Oh, my God, Joe Biden, dirty, dirty. You have to wonder, like, why does he get so nervous? He was vice president for eight years. I'm not saying that he was on the mic. But, my God, it's just. And then I believe he was in the, he was in Senate. He was a senator at one point, right? Okay. Anyways, so people, in our remaining six minutes, what is it that you feel should be talked about at these debates? What I want you to do is this: you have the email for our show here. You also have the uh, the board, the uh, chat board that we use. What I like for y'all to do is I like for y'all to email me one or two questions that you want the candidates to answer. One or two questions about anything. One or two questions that you want the candidate to answer. Because let me tell you, the questions that the moderators are asking at these debates, the questions aren't written by them. It's written by somebody else. That's why you hear some whack questions coming from these moderators. You're saying to yourself, my God, what kind of question is this? So again, what questions do you want to hear? All right. So I get a request here. Someone came in late and wants to hear that part of the discussion again where uh, Tulsi and Kamala Harris went at it. Sure, no problem. Here we go. I want to bring in Congresswoman Gabbard. Congresswoman Gabbard, you took issue with Senator Harris confronting Vice President Biden at the last debate. You called it a, quote, false accusation that Joe Biden is a racist. What's your response? I want to bring the conversation back to the broken criminal justice system that is disproportionately negatively impacting black and brown people all across this country today. Now, Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash you, bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. Thank you, Congresswoman. Uh, Senator Harris, your response. As the elected attorney general of California, I did the work of significantly reforming the criminal justice system of a state of 40 million people, which became a national model for the work that needs to be done. And I am proud of that work. And I am proud of making a decision to not just give fancy speeches or be in a legislative body and give speeches on the floor, but actually doing the work of being in the position to use the power that I had to reform a system that is badly in need of reform. That is why we created initiatives that were about reentering former offenders and getting them counseling. Thank it is you. why, and because I know that criminal justice Thank system you, is Senator. so broken, that I am an advocate for what Thank we you, need Senator. to do to not your, your only decriminalize but legalize marijuana in the United States. I want to, I want to bring uh, Congresswoman uh, Gabbard back in. Your response? The bottom line is, Senator Harris, when you were in a position to make a difference and an impact in these people's mm-hmm. lives, you did not, and worse yet, in the case of those who were on death row, innocent people, you actually blocked evidence from being revealed that would have freed them until you were forced to do so. There is no excuse for that, and the people who suffered under your reign as prosecutor, oh, you owe them an apology. Senator Harris. 
There is no way Kamala Harris is is going to get the nomination. Not after that exchange. There's no way. Because if anyone that saw the debate, when Tulsi, again, those weren't shots fired. Those were photon torpedoes. Those were artillery. Oh, my God. Those were artillery rounds coming coming off the Bismarck. Oh, my God. If anyone saw the debate, right, she, she prosecuted, Tulsi Gabbard prosecuted the prosecutor. As Van Jones brought up, because he went to law school with Cory uh, Corey Booker at yeah. Yale, prosecuted the prosecutor, and how they how Kamala's camp, they had to have been freaking out when that happened, saying, "Oh my God, what did she say? What did she say?" But if go back, if you can find, you can probably find it on YouTube, I'm sure, CNN's website, you will see how Kamala Harris is just shaking her head, saying it's not true, writing her notes, writing down something, and she didn't know what to say, and for the rest of the night she was finished. So that was that is how a debate should be. Okay, you said this. Well, this is what you did. You said that. This is what you did. You did this. This is what you said. Your words are not congruent with what you are doing. I, I'm right now. My my hope is that Tulsi 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 Gabbard gets enough donors to be on the next stage in September. I really implore you. Um, this isn't a political endorsement or anything like that, but we need to have more voices on that stage. And not just the same old, same old Biden, Barney, Elizabeth, and what have you. It's just we have to have more diverse sources of uh, voices up there. The best Kamala could do against uh, Tulsi is call her a Todd um, apologist from when she visited um, when Tulsi visited uh, Assad back in I believe was it 2007, 2017, 2017 I believe whatever it may be. That was the best she could. That was the best she could say. Want to address the issues, but people. That's enough of that for today. Hope you enjoyed our conversation. Get me those questions. Let's have. Let's really get down. I know the Republicans can't wait. They really can't wait. And ironically, President Trump was at this debate, you know, and he didn't say a word. Why? Because everybody was talking about, I'm the person that can beat President Trump. Now, we want to know if you can make, you know, make life better when you're in the White House. That's what I believe the people want. And right now, the people are not getting that because they're looking at the debates, and especially among the front runners, quote-unquote, is turning into a battle in the Coliseum. So, people, Saga Kessa Dabinga, live and direct. Hope everything is well. Stay well. Drink fluids. It's hot out there. I am gone. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.